in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Thanks be to God for his word. Thank you, Colin. A powerful story. Let's just see what, uh, how you've taken things in. Sometimes it's in the detail. Who was the first person, according to that reading, to go to the tomb on that first? Yes. Who said? It was Mary Magdalene. Now that's uh, important. Here was a lady with a past. Here was a lady, and uh, in, the, in the sexism of the time, that uh, normally, now this isn't my view, okay, this was just the view of the time, that uh, women couldn't be trusted, that um, there, um, uh, it's not my view, that uh, if, if they wanted to prove that this really happened, they wouldn't have had a woman going first, which shows me indicates that this is a true account. Quite right, Ben. They can be trusted. We've now learned something. You're quite right. And when, when she got to the tomb, what did she notice? 
She did notice two angels, and before that, the stone was rolled away. And there's uh, our stone that's been there all weekend. And now as Ellie rolled it away, would it have, of course would have taken more than just Ellie to have rolled the stone away. Now Simon Peter came then. This is a, an either all. Did he go straight in to the tomb or did he wait and have a, have a think about it? Straight in. That was the sort of character that he was. He went straight in. He was um, uh, that, that sort of man. But if you remember the story, he was also the sort of man who said, I'll never let you down. I'll, I'll be the one who will always stand by you. And then a little while later, he did let Jesus down. He denied that he even knew him. So there was Mary Magdalene with a past, Simon Peter with a past. These are the sort of people that maybe God chose. It's not the perfect people. It's not the people who've got it all together. It's the people with a past, with a need, with, who've let the Lord down, who came and discovered and rejoiced in the empty tomb. Well, not quite yet. Another either or. The, uh, the, the, the linen, the, um, uh, the, the clothes that uh, Jesus was wrapped up in, and, uh, and the head clothes, were they together or were they separate? They were separate, yes. It's uh, very hard to think. Now that, that detail, I think, is interesting. It shows me that it was an eyewitness account. If you were just making it up, you know, you wouldn't have that detail. And I didn't realize that we were going to have the, the, the cloth there. And, and sometimes, and maybe today, something of the detail of the story will just strike you. And you think, yes, this is true. Yes, I need to respond to this. Now, Mary thought someone had taken Jesus. Who did she think? The gardener, yes. And she tried to think of some rational explanations, some ordinary explanation. And so often we, we, uh, we can try and, um, and not believe that, that God is a miraculous, wonderful God. But he is. And can anybody remember what was the word, the one word that Jesus spoke to Mary Mary, he knew her by name, and he knows each one of us by name. And what I was saying on Good Friday, those of you who are here, is that despite our sins, God loves each one of us. And he knows us by name, and he loves us, and he wants us to believe, he wants us to respond, and wants us to know the joy of the, the hope of the resurrection. And then last question. Jesus came to uh, his disciples. What was their reaction? Right at the end, the last line that Colin read. Do you remember? They did believe, yes. And were they sad? Or were they overjoyed? 
And that's what we should be today. Even if we've got things in our lives like those people had, that we can be overjoyed. And we've got a little illustration of that. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that we can offer this money. But help us on this Easter Sunday morning to offer our whole selves that life need never be the same again because of the joy and the hope and the power that Easter brings. Amen. Now, um, uh, let's, if you want to hold your card up. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Um, uh, We've been collecting money for the jars of of change for water aid. And so here's, uh, here's some and more. Uh, that we've got some in, but if you still have got to bring yours in, please do so. Now, if you hold it up so that that thing like the, uh, the Nike tick is at the bottom, okay, and it, and it says the first Easter turned the world upside down, or the right way up, and if you turn it round, okay. Now, if you go back again to the uh, night tick at the bottom, which is actually a sad smile, you know, it's a, it's a sort of frown, it's a sad face. Can you see that sad face? That's when Jesus died on uh, Good Friday. And it's sad, and it seemed that, that sin had won, death had won, But, and the stone was placed in there, but then by the time Easter Sunday came along, the stone had been rolled away. And if you turn it through 180 degrees, or half a turn, then hopefully it's transformed into a smile. And it's a joy, it's a hope that uh, sin hadn't conquered, death hadn't conquered, that... uh, Jesus had risen from the dead and you've got a great big smiley face and a bit of a a quiff of hair there. So take this away with you and uh, live your lives not stuck on Good Friday but knowing the joy and the hope of Easter Sunday. If any children want to go and do the, uh, the craft out there, then they can. We're going to have our second reading now. And there's not a quiz on this one, but I still want you to listen to it. I'm not going to bit that says where it's from. 
The second reading is John chapter 20. Uh, so it's continuing at verse 24 and going on to verse 31. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Then Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andy. So Thomas, who is sometimes called Doubting Thomas, wasn't there. He had missed out when Jesus appeared to the other disciples. You remember they were overjoyed. He missed out on that experience. And maybe some here feel that they've missed out. Maybe with all the joy of those opening songs, well, I just don't, don't know if it's true. I don't feel it. And Well, Thomas was one of those. And, and perhaps in different times in our life, we identify with Thomas, who had doubts. He wanted proof, unless I see the nail marks. And then Jesus came and appeared to him and showed him proof and said, stop doubting and believe. And he did believe. And Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. But you see, I think that we all can be like Thomas. Sometimes our faith is strong, sometimes... It's weak. Sometimes we've never really thought about things. But there is evidence. I've already given you some. That um, uh, in the Bible it records Mary is going to be the first one. That shows to me that it uh, was a real account. That it was an eyewitness account. The very detail of those clothes. And elsewhere in the Bible it says that Jesus appeared to over 500 people. They wouldn't have all just made it up. The disciples wouldn't have made it up. They risked their lives and some of them died because of the, the faith. And they wouldn't have done that if they'd have just made it up. Jesus' body was never found. It fits in with the facts in that the church started. Faith, the Christian faith started. And now what is uh, two, two billion believers? Um, uh, and, uh, and so... It, it wouldn't have, have flourished on a lie. But to me, one of the most convincing evidences 
is that we can still experience the risen Jesus now. Where's Nathan? Out you come, Nathan. Do you want to come out into the middle? Nathan's happy to share what happened to him on, on Thursday. We had a Maundy Thursday, a family celebration here. What happened, Nathan? Well, uh, during the song Consuming Fire, um, about halfway through, I felt this uh, sort of push, sort of pushed me back. Um, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just... Uh, some sort of pain, but I thought, then I thought that, like, it was some sort of spirit that was uh, coming into my uh, life. Thank you, Nathan. That's, uh, so we were singing a song, Consuming Fire, asking the Holy Spirit to come, and then young Nathan just experienced some, uh, as if somebody was pushing him. And, uh, and that was quite significant for you, wasn't it, Nathan? So thank you for sharing that. You can go and sit down. So nobody told Nathan that you'll perhaps experience this. It's just God. And on Good Friday, we heard from two adults who had had a, a real experience of God recently. And I could go round, I won't, don't worry, but I could go round to all sorts of people here and say, Tell us you, your experience. So many people here have experienced the risen Christ, that God is alive and working in people and meeting with people and can meet all of us. And so let's rejoice in that and perhaps expect the unexpected. Thank you, Colin. We might need the lights off for this bit. Is there one before that, Colin? This. Um, I don't know if anybody saw Jonathan Ross last night, but he, he showed this picture. It's in Chile, and it's ready-made cooked shrimps. That There was some, uh, some problem with the, um, uh, uh, the sea. The, I think it was a nuclear power plant, and the sea sort of boiled up and, and cooked the shrimps. And so on the, uh, on the beach were all these cooked shrimps. How odd is that? <laughs> so it perhaps seems odd that we don't expect people to come alive again, Jesus to come alive again. We don't expect shrimps, cooked shrimps on the beach, but it happened. Sometimes unexpected things happen. Next one, please. In America, they produced a, a program on the Bible, and this is in March just you know, this month. And in the first episode, 13 million viewers, the largest cable television audience of 2013, to watch a program on the Bible. You wouldn't believe it, perhaps. Okay, move on. This is gross. This is an eye tattoo. An eye tattoo. <laughs> Where's the eye? That's the eye looking out. Who would have believed that you could have your eye tattooed? 
Who would want to? But, um, but these odd things do happen. So let's not dismiss the resurrection. Let's embrace it. Next one. Look at that. This is art from leaves. These have been uh, cut out of leaves. It's just amazing. So let's expect odd things. Yes, next one. Can anybody read what's uh, written there? Jesus is alive. This is, uh, can be seen from Agape 4, the orphanage that we support. And, and uh, this is in part of the, the poor area. And this is their toilet door. And they've painted, Jesus is alive. So every time they go to the toilet, they're reminded that Jesus is alive. How wonderful is that? And I took that photo. Yes, move on. This is the garden tomb, which is uh, maybe the site of where Jesus was buried, or certainly very similar. And uh, there's a trough in the front where the stone was laid. Yes, please. And that's, the, uh, that's a different tomb, but just to show you where the, the stone uh, would have been uh, laid. And then if we go in, yes, please. That's what's inside the tomb. And there it is, empty. Can you imagine what it was like on that first Easter Sunday to see the empty tomb? Except it wasn't empty. What was in there? The, yes, the cloths. Thank you. And then, I don't know if you, uh, anybody watched Breakfast TV this morning, BBC Breakfast TV, but the headline was this that four churches, including the United Reformed Church, at last, we've got on the news for something positive. And we're, we're, we're saying that these cuts in the welfare payments starting on, uh, on Monday uh, are bad news for the poor. We ought to help the poor. Who would have believed that... Uh, and it, this was the Easter message from these churches, and it was headlines on the BBC News. Let's rejoice in that. Thank you, Colin. And so let's live our lives in the hope of Easter Sunday and, uh, and uh, live our lives in hope and bring hope to, uh, to others. And uh, before we end with, with some more music, I'd like to invite David to come out and lead us in prayer. So expect things that are, are odd. There's lots of odd things in the world. And what's odder than Jesus coming alive again? Except it was prophesied before, there's evidence for it, and there's evidence in people's lives, lives that have been transformed into ones of hope. David, could you bring us...